0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Huston, back with another episode here in The Truth. Another episode of 30 Teams in 30 Days. Episode number 21, we are officially through the Central and East Divisions. We have one more set of divisions, and it's the West. Starting things off with the NOS and starting things off with the Colorado Rockies. A very interesting team, I will say. Playing at Coors Field is one interesting slate. If you guys are new to 30 teams in 30 days, it's basically our individual team breakdown as we prepare for the upcoming MLB season. We'll go over our team MVP, our prediction of where they'll stand in the division, a big name acquisition and a big name loss in the offseason, other adds and losses that we failed to mention, our biggest bust on the team for the uh, biggest bust on the team, and then a breakout player. And then good old AJ Ponciano will do the minor league player to look out for. Starting things off with the team MVP, who do you have as a Colorado Rockies team MVP going into this season?
1: I got the man who secured the bag for them last year, Chris Bryant. Last year, Bryant was injured. He had four he only played in 42 games, but at that time he actually played very well. He hit 306 with a 376 on base, uh, 14 RBIs, five home runs, twelve doubles, and twenty-eight runs. Again, those numbers don't pop out at all because he only played in 42 games. In Coors Field, uh, you, everyone knows the ball flies there. He's, his home runs numbers may get back up to that 30-plus range, which would be nice to see an old Chris Bryant back. Uh, also, being able to have a couple more extra base hits than what we're used to seeing would also be nice. I think the Rockies are going to be very bad this year, but Chris Bryant's going to be the one bright spot on the team.
0: Yeah, Chris Bryant, obviously, I think, he's going to be the team MVP this season. Signed that huge deal with Colorado. Going into the season, you mentioned his stats last season. It was very kind of snack-sized because he was injured. Um, he played that brief stint with the Giants and then went over to the Colorado Rockies. But he still has got, I think, got in the tank at least relatively. Maybe he's not going to be as good as he was back when he won a World Series with the Cubs. But he's still going to be the Chris Bryant that we all have come to love. And playing in Coors Field is definitely going to play to his advantage. Um, so I definitely think he's going to be the team MVP as long as he's able to stay healthy. He really hasn't played in a full 162 since 2019 when he played 147 games for the Cubs. 2020 was obviously the shortened season, played in half those games. And then in 2021, played 93 games, 51 games for the San Francisco Giants. So staying healthy is obviously going to be something that's going to be vital for him in order to have some successes there. Another guy that might potentially be in the running for team MVP, depending on Chris Bryant's health, is CJ Krohn. C.J. Crohn's had a great career with Colorado, his two years being there. He's really taking advantage of playing Coors Field. I feel like it's really kind of opened the door for C.J. Crone and really provided him with an opportunity to be not only a good player for the Colorado Rockies, but a very high trade target for a lot of teams looking for a deeper uh, first baseman. When he played, he kind of bounced around the league, um, as people know, played for the Angels, the Rays, the Twins, Tigers, and now the Rockies. You know, when he played in the – That The Twins and Rays showed some light, but he's really showed a lot of light and really helps his batting average a lot, especially in 2021. He batted 281, 28 home runs, and 92 RBIs. Last year, 29 home runs, 257 average, 102 RBIs. Him and Bryant on the corners of the infield, they are going to be two very vital pieces if the Colorado Rockies want to have any types of success. And then again, offense is at a premium uh, there. We obviously saw that with Arenado and, and whatnot, but CJ Crown is definitely one of those guys that's going to continue to have some success, and he'll have a really good year once again. He might end up being the team MVP, like I mentioned, if Chris Bryant doesn't stay healthy, but we're all hoping that Chris Bryant is able to stay healthy and go back to his uh, his self back in the day. What about your prediction on where they'll stand in the division? Well, like I mentioned before, they're not going to be competitive. It's not
1: going to be fun to watch the Rockies. I'm sorry to all Rockies fans out there. You guys have been suffering for years now. I got them finishing last they're the least competitive team out of this entire division. you got the Dodgers and Padres, the top two dogs. Then you got Giants and the Diamondbacks who are battling it out for third. And then there's just the Rockies. It's feel like that's how it's been the last couple of years. But I feel like they got some prospects who could maybe turn it around the next couple of years. But the Rockies need to sign some more guys or make some moves to help their team out.
0: Yeah, Colorado's going to finish fifth in the division. You know, we obviously know the Dodgers and the Padres. The Giants are obviously moving up in that mix, too. It's kind of one of those divisions where I feel like you got the top two dogs every year and the two worst dogs. And you got a team like the Giants right in the middle that can go win a division and also finish towards the bottom. But in this division in particular, it's been the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants, and then it's just been the Diamondbacks and Rockies. And last year, the Rockies really fell. They went, they finished with a 68-94 and 94 record and finished fifth in the division. Obviously, the time, the Diamondbacks the year before that were kind of in that similar position. So now it's kind of flipped. The Diamondbacks and Giants, in my opinion, are on the upbringing, and the Rockies are continuing to go down. So they're obviously going to finish fifth in the division. You mentioned it's going to be very tough to watch um, if you're a Colorado, Colorado, Colorado Rockies fan. I do agree. But at the same time, too, if you're a Rockies fan and realizing kind of where you're at, you're in a relatively good division where... You're not going to be competing, obviously, with the Dodgers or the Padres and really even the Giants. You're going to even have a hard enough time competing with the Diamondbacks. So what is there really to do? You know, build up your your prospects and hopefully maybe in a couple of years be back in the running for the NL West crown. But this year is going to be another disappointing year for Colorado Rockies fans, unfortunately. What about your big-name acquisition and your big-name loss for the Colorado Rockies?
1: They've actually added a few guys. I'm kind of surprised they added uh Nolan Jones, he was the top prospect in the minors for a while with the Guardians. Uh, he came over in a minor league trade. They traded a minor league infielder. I do not remember his name, but Nolan Jones made his debut last year, and he was pretty solid. They also signed a couple infielders slash utility guys in Jerks and Profar just the other day. Uh, great signing, in my opinion. Uh, really cheap, and they now have a guy who can play multiple positions. Mike is a good power bat, uh, maybe out of his prime now, but he was he's always been a fun hitter just to watch from the left side, being able to be a quarter infield guy. And also a lefty, again, another guy kind of past his prime, but Brad Hand, he was a great, pit, he was a great relief pitcher, a great closer when he was playing, but now everything is kind of behind him. It feels like and maybe he could re-spark something in Colorado, but it's going to be hard with that ballpark in the division.
0: Yeah, you, you mentioned a good point. Some of the guys that they add, you look at a team that is kind of in the same Rocky or the position as the Rockies and, and not expect them to really sign anybody or have any desire to compete whatsoever. But the Rockies, I mean, they don't really seem like they want to compete, but they still added a couple of big guys. The biggest one that jumped out at me was Brad Hand. Now, Brad Hand, I still think he's not necessarily in his prime, but he's still very efficient. He was on the Philadelphia Phillies last season when they made the World Series. He had 55 appearances, a 3-2 record, 5 saves, and a 2.80 ERA. A whip was a little bit high at 1.33, so he wasn't as dominant self as he was back when he was an all-star with the Cleveland Guardians. But all in all, he's still a relatively good pitcher. I will be curious to see, though, how he adjusts to playing in Colorado. Obviously, playing at the elevation and, and where it's a hitter's ballpark, obviously. It's probably not going to be the best of his you know, desires as far as stats-wise are concerned, but he's still a really good veteran arm and maybe a similar situation with the Brad Hand deal. I mention this a lot with teams that are rebuilding this. He's going to be a guy that potentially can do well and show that he can do well in Colorado and then gets traded right back to another team that's competing for a World Series or, or whatnot. But I do think it is kind of a career changer, too. Um, he has a lot of opportunity to have some success there and, and find ways to be good in that aspect. And he's just a really good lefty closer that a lot of people, I'm not saying pass up on, but are, are just curious to see. As far as losses, I, in my opinion, they didn't really have any losses. The only one I could mention was Carlos Estevez, Estevez, Estevez um, who's now in the Los Angeles Angels. He obviously didn't have necessarily the best of careers, but last year for Colorado had a 3.47 ERA, which in Coors Field um, is obviously very good. And, you know, he's a really good relief bullpen guy that the, the Rockies did utilize. But other than that, there was really no other losses. You mentioned some of their ads there. The other ones I had, well, they really the only one I had was Pierce Johnson. Now, Pierce Johnson comes over from the Padres. He's also played with the Giants and the Cubs. Hasn't really had the best of his careers. His best year was in uh, 2021, where he appeared in 63 games, had a 3.22 ERA. Last year, was struggling to stay healthy. Only had 15 games in the Major Leagues for the Padres. But all in all, I think he's going to be an interesting arm for the, the the Rockies to use. He's bounced around pretty much every team now in the NL West division. And like I said, that bullpen and pitching staff really does not look good this season. So, Maybe this is an opportunity for him to kind of revamp his career. But other than that, the Rockies didn't really make too many moves or, or anything like that. And that's kind of what you expect in the team that's it's rebuilding and, and trying to build up their prospects and not really try to win this year because they don't want to be spending money if it's really for nothing. Uh, what's your biggest or who's your biggest bust on the team this season?
1: I have written down basically every pitcher except for Daniel Bard. And even then we just saw him the other day in the WBC get absolutely blown up, couldn't control his fastball. And, could, and was throwing his slider behind lefties, which is, in my opinion, as a righty, super hard to do because that means he's starting a slider right at them and throwing it behind them. But I think Bard. But I don't expect anything out of any of these pitchers. Playing in cores is hard enough. Plus, the division has just gotten better the last couple of years. Uh, my biggest bust is basically the entire pitching staff except for Daniel Bard.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm going to go ahead and just say Antonio Senzantella just because he's uh, one of the guys that I found that really uh, is not going to have a good year. You know, the last two seasons he struggled with Colorado. Uh, he had a 5.07 ERA in 2000, 2021, had 4.42, but that pitching staff as a whole is just brutal. It's, it's really rough. Um, it's been difficult for that pitching staff to have much success, and you kind of expect that when uh, you're playing in a field like Coors Field. But Sanzantella, I think what's kind of different from him is I feel like he's just struggled his entire career with Colorado back when he joined with them in 2017. A 4 4, six, four 5 ERAs the respective years there. The only solid season he relatively had was in 2020 where he had a 3.44 ERA in um, 12 outings. But... Other than that, it's been a bit brutal for him. But then you look at a lot of those pitchers, you mentioned really the only one that would seem to have success would be Daniel Bard. But then again, you know, he did get rough, roughed up. Now, the WBC is different than Major League Baseball. But if you are a fan of the Rockies, that obviously is a bit concerning because it's really the only bright spot on the pitching side of things. So all in all, their pitching staff seems to be going um, on the wrong hill forward. But, I mean, you got guys like Gomber, Urena, Suter, um, just a lot of pitchers here that I think are definitely going to struggle. And, be curious to see the only two that I could really see have some success, Marquez or Freeland. But I mean, their pitching staff is 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 not that good, yeah, and, and to be simplified there. And then your breakout player,
1: breakout player I have is their shortstop, their twenty one year old shortstop Ezekiel Tovar. He made his debut last year. He only played in nine games, in that time hit two twelve with a two fifty seven on base, one home run, two RBIs, two walks, to nine strikeouts, one double, and two runs. Nothing super impressive, nothing that jumps off the page, obviously. Uh, but only playing in nine games, not a large sample size. But in the minors last year, he was like the, he was the complete opposite. He hit 319, 387 on base, 17 stolen bases, 49 RBIs, 14 home runs, three triples, 15 doubles, and 42 runs. I think that's the bar that the Rockies should expect and Rockies fans should see out of him. Uh, he's one of the young guys who I was mentioning before that they have – that are coming up in their system that could really make a difference in the next few years. It's just a matter of time when everyone comes up and if they produce.
0: I'm going to go with an interesting one. It's going to be Peter Lambert. Now, not many people know too much about Peter Lambert. He's 25 years old. I believe he missed the entirety of last season, and he only pitched in two games in 2021. So he struggled with his health. Um, and, and kind of getting familiarized in Major League Baseball. Granted, he only pitched in 5.2 innings in 2021. had an 11.12 ERA. His whip was 2.47. And for those that don't know pitching stats, those are both not very good. Uh, but he's got really good lively fastball. He's got a great changeup. I think that's kind of been the uh, – not ultimatum. is not the right word. But kind of been the X factor for Lambert is his changeup and whatnot. And going into the season, he's got an intriguing role with the Colorado Rockies as long as he's able to stay healthy, obviously. Um, he's got the capabilities to be both a starter and a reliever. I think they're going to use him as a starter mostly. But then again, if he's continuing to be injured and whatnot, then maybe he's going to have to go ahead and, and move into the bullpen. He is the brother of Jimmy Lambert, too. um. So if, if anyone was curious about that Lambert name. So I do expect him to have a better year. Do I think he's going to be great? No, but I think he's going to be healthy, hopefully. Um, maybe his workload will be managed a little bit, but... He's got really great stuff, and, and, and his stuff can play. Maybe not at Coors Field because it's hard for stuff to play at Coors Field in general, but his stuff's going to be good, and I think he's going to be good uh, this upcoming season. And then your minor league player to look out for. There's a lot of guys that I want to choose, but I'm going to go with
1: one of my personal favorites. Uh, part of their outfielder, who I think will be the outfielder in the next few years, is Yankil Fernandez. Last year, Fernandez only played up to single A in Fresno. But he hit 284 with a three forty on base. A hundred in 112 games, he scored seventy-six runs and had hundred and nine walk or 109 RBIs, 39 walks, to 114 strikeouts, five stolen bases, 21 home runs, five triples, and thirty-three doubles. He went crazy last year for someone who's only twenty a lefty bat who's only twenty years old. He's 6'2", 198. He has a great build. I could see him putting even more, some more size on to hit for some more power, especially in Coors Field. The ball is going to fly, and he elevates the ball very well. they got a lot of other outfielders uh, that you could, go, you could talk about beating Zach Veen, Jordan Beck, Benny Montgomery, but I think Fernandez is someone who's being overlooked right now.
0: Well, that's going to do it for the Colorado Rockies, and that's going to do it for another episode of 30 Teams in 30 Days, episode number 21. I hope you guys enjoy it. Colorado seems to be moving in the wrong path forward, but they got a lot of optimism for the years to come. The painful thing for Colorado Rockies fans is how are they going to be able to survive the next couple of seasons? Hopefully you guys did enjoy another episode of 30 Teams in 30 Days. Hopefully you guys do stick around for the next couple of episodes as we continue to make our way through the NLS division. If you guys did enjoy this show and would like to see more MLB shows as well as NFL shows or college basketball shows, I highly recommend you stay up to date with the truth by following it on Twitter at the truth as one. Like I said, stay up to date with the latest information regarding the truth including podcast dates podcast uploads and other important information of value tomorrow we got the san francisco giants i hope you guys do enjoy that and do stick with us here other than that like i said thank you guys so much for listening i'm your host the one you love the most niall Hesson, joined once again by aj ponciano take care and good night